here we are podcast time podcast number 201 how does this even happen I don't know, but now I see why Rob Bell says the number at the beginning of each one of his podcasts. Yeah, what, I always loved it that he did that. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're we're still doing this. <laughs> we're we still here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, it's so good to be here with you, Kristen. It's so good to podcast with you. And thank you, I guess, for anyone who might be listening to this podcast for being loyal and, and being here with us. Yeah, we really appreciate you showing up again and again. <laughs> Yeah. So we were, we were going to give you, first of all, a little update on what was going on in our world, what was going on uh, inside of us and, and inside of this game called life that we're playing. And then we wanted to uh, do something fun with you today. Uh, well, my big update is, is that today it's four degrees in Woodstock. <laughs> I am learning so many things about how to get ice off a windshield, about how to drive on icy roads. I am being such a careful girl and um, I'm all at so many rhythms. Like I wake up in the middle of the night too hot and then I wake up in the morning too cold and it's fun though. I like to be a little country girl. If you're I, following the episodes of Country Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do feel like Country Kristen needed to be a reality show. I feel like we missed the ball on that of, of seeing the California girl moving to the four degree weather. It's a lot of me like tripping. <laughs> There she goes with all the hair tumbles. <laughs> all the hair tumbling. It's like a little tumbleweed, but a person. Um, and it's also a really fun time because I have a lot of exciting projects that, you know, here we are slowly and gently tiptoeing uh, through this time of pandemic, but it seems like things are blossoming. So there's been a lot of momentum being created around some of the things that I want to give to the world, which is exciting because I feel like I'm reconnecting with a part of myself that gives me a lot of joy. And it's like, oh, that part of me, I love her. It's so fun to play with her. I'm so glad she's here. So that's yeah. been Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, on my end, I'm still growing a human being. And that's <laughs> been fun. <laughs> It's been fun. Um, I, I don't know if it's the old wives tale that they say, you know, the difference when you have a, a, a female inside of you or a male inside of you, how they identify at the time, um, that you have different symptoms and different hormones and different things going on. And um, how interesting, how interesting to know that uh, little girls come in strong <laughs> with lots of fire and zest, or at least mine is. Uh, so I've been navigating that. That's been really joyful. It's, it's really joyful as a person who's an actor and who's really deep in my feelings anyway to go, oh, it can go so much deeper when there's hormones involved. <laughs> you can feel so many things and you can feel them so fast and it can move all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I had an app that was like Natalie's emotional check-in that just changed throughout the day. Little <laughs> screenshots, a little... <laughs> <laughs> like a Natalie mood ring. You're like, oh, she's, <laughs> she's oh, there. Um, what has been filling my heart and soul with joy is I did, um, because as you know, I used to run and I used to love running. And um, since contracting COVID the first time, running's been difficult and it's been a little bit hard to come back to. And then I got pregnant. And uh, so I haven't been running, but I did get a Peloton 
And something that's been delighting me is there's something called the Peloton Disney ride. And there's nothing better than belting the little mermaid at the top of your lungs while you're going up a heavy hill. (laughs) That's hysterical. That's been a really great outlet for me for some reason. (laughs) Oh, whenever I'm having a bad moment, I'm going to think about you on that Peloton bike singing Little Mermaid at the top of your lungs. And it yes, wow. yes. And it's so joyful because, you know, the combination of the moving of energy that happens with exercise, plus the expansion of energy that happens when you make a big sound. Oh. It's all the things. Yes. So it's the amplification of the feeling as well as the intensity all at once. Man, I've been thinking a lot about moving energy and how the voice, it moves this energy inside of us and it's expression. And I think often what we're craving most is connection with ourselves. So whether it's singing or it's moving our bodies or it's painting, whatever it is that we're doing, decorating, that it's the expression that we long for. It's what we're hungry for is our own connection with ourselves that we get through expression. And I was just talking to someone last night who uh, is a singer and they said, instead of trying to sound like someone else, which we kind of listen to the radio and then try to sound like someone else, but really connecting to our voice within and the feelings that want to move through us. So it's just really interesting to think about how there's always an opportunity at any moment to connect with what I am feeling and express that throughout my day. Yeah. And giving ourselves permission that when there's a feeling that comes up, instead of being in the habit of rejecting it or, or a phone call that or comes. a phone call that comes up, uh, when, the, when the thing comes up, it's like the habit is I don't have time to feel that or it's inconvenient or I don't want to feel that. But there's, there's such a gift in being like, oh, what's here? Like it, it came up for a reason. So like what's here and really not only going into like the frequency of it, like this is, oh, anger is here. Sadness is here. Fear is here and really going to be with that. But there's something about the movement and the voice moving your body, going for a run or a workout or spinning or singing or yelling or screaming in a pillow. There's something about that, that then gives not only the frequency, but like the amplification of it. And there's something about when you hit both of those symbols at the same time, something happens in the body where it's like you really join yourself in whatever experience you're having. And then the body goes, oh, I feel safe. You are with me and we are here. And now we can kind of move this energy and and kind of move through it to actually use it to propel us into whatever task is at hand. Yeah, it's acknowledging it. So many of us were raised, or I'll raise my hand, to to deny what we're feeling, suppress it because it made the adults around us uncomfortable. So we get used to what comes up inside of us going, ah, move over to this corner. There's not time for you or you're not welcome here, as opposed to acknowledging everything that comes up in us as divine. Mm. Oh, there's a feeling. Oh, there's something that, that wants to be seen or acknowledged. So we learn how to start to greet ourselves and befriend ourselves. And it's a way of really honoring and loving ourselves. Yeah. One of my coaches always says, the bigger the feeling, the bigger the upgrade. 
Ooh, like your system is upgrading. Like, you know, when your computer upgrades and it's got to shut down for a while to upgrade, like, it's like the bigger the feeling in me, it's like the, the bigger the frequency in me wants to get. Yes, that's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause I'm learning to hold more certainly, you know, in the world of, that we've all been living through, you know, we had to dismantle a lot of what we gripped onto and held onto a lot of what we identified ourselves as we had to release, we had to, you know, stop contorting around, we, we had to reinvent, we had to redefine. And now it can feel, and I know you and I were talking about this is as life starts to get amped up again, you know, and, and in some cases it's really amping up in some places, it's still slow and steady. In some places it still very much feels like a hibernation time, but as, as life starts shifting and moving and we start moving into the next phase of whatever this is that we're in, you know, there's an upgrade to our system that did occur in, in the solitude and in the circumstances that we were all moving through during the last few years. And it's prepared us for a place we've never been before. Right. And because we're going to a place we've never been before, and we are now people that have, that have not been before. We are new versions of ourselves. There are new things knocking. There are new things moving. We know we can't do life the way we used to do it. And we are moving into a different territory. Now, what can happen often is in the unknown, in the insecurity, wanting to go, this is how it's going to be. I want to make myself safe, but we're in the unknown. We can't use old tools in a new way of being. Mm. And what is occurring is a deep listening that must happen and an allowing of whatever is moving is going to move. Like mama's going to do what mama's going to do. Can I tune into the way that my life is going? Can I tune into these emotions that are steering me as opposed to try to, you know, drive the car down the wrong side of the freeway instead of being in resistance to what is, let me lean into this new thing that wants to be born through me that has never been here before. And so it might not have shape and form that I understand, but I can get into the energy of it. So I find what is happening to me often right now is life is really asking me to do energy first. Life is saying, okay, let's create the internal environment, which as you know, I love to get, I love to get into fun because yeah. fun tells my nervous system that I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Something really simple, like putting on a great song and dancing to it, lets my nervous system know that we're on a ride here. It's gonna be fun. I got you, I'm safe. And then from this place, I can let my body tell me where I wanna go. Like my mm. body has the information, it has the codes. My body knows before my conscious mind does. And it wants to lead at this moment in time. It wants, yeah. it, I wanna take you to where we're going next. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I, it's really aligned with a conversation I was having with one of my mentors yesterday. So I, I have this wonderful mentor named Nanalea Diamond. She's very cool. And she and I were having this great conversation and she said, you know, one of the gifts that we can give each other as women, this was the frame of the conversation, but we could translate this conversation to 
our romantic partner, to our dream, to our relationship with the world. But she was saying a gift that we want to give each other as women is I will hold you as fluid, not as solid. And what that means is if you show up in my consciousness as grumpy, I will not hold you as Kristen is a grumpy person. And now that's the identity that she holds. And now my consciousness collects evidence that that's who she is. That however you show up to me in any given moment, I'm like, this is a fluid thing. This is a moving thing. And I will not create you in my mind's eye as solid. So even with your partner, who you were yesterday, I will not create you as that again today. I'm a powerful creator. I will, I will show up to allow us to make a new co-creation today that has nothing to do with who we've been before this moment so we can continue to evolve. And I think in the same way, it's like asking your dream, asking your talent, asking your desire, like, how are you fluid and moving in me today? It's going to be different than it's ever been. And the world we live in is fluid. It's not solid. And everything that is something we try to latch onto or grip onto and make solid it ends up leaving, it ends up changing. <laughs> so it's really like, wow, can I, can I hold even myself as this fluid being that is not what I was before, is not what I will yet be? And can I see that, wow, that's actually the whole point of this game is to just be curious about what it is now and go for the ride. Yeah, we are evolving all the time. Humanity's evolving, the planet's evolving, our consciousness is evolving. Here it goes. And if we try to use yesterday's blueprint on today's energy, it's not going to fit. It's going to be like a suit that just won't get on right. And we have the ability to be conscious uh, participators in what is occurring. So it's so funny. We talked about like on to uh, in this episode, it'd be really fun to talk about how you and I got to create to begin with, which I think is you and I are really interested in the process of creation. We're really interested in creating ourselves. We're interested in creating our lives and we're interested in the universal laws around creation. And I think it's a really funny thing to, to see all of it as alive, all of consciousness as an alive, breathing, dynamic um, source that is continually flowing. And in that, we participate. And we participate in, ooh, I'm curious, <laughs> as I create my life today, maybe there wants to be more red. Maybe there wants to be more flowers. Maybe there wants to be, I get to use my own desire, my own preferences, the things that light me up and contribute to the evolving all that there is. Yes. And really actually seeing that it is a contribution. I think this is where we've gotten a little stuck is there's this idea of what self-care is or self-expression is. And even in how we frame that, it's like, it has to do with myself it's like doing something for myself or with myself or of myself, as opposed to saying how my energy, my talent, or the creative process that I'm labeling as mine, what is just coming through the form of me, but how that energy flows through me isn't only for me. It's for all of it. It's for all of us. And this is a part that I think has gotten really lost that if anything, the pandemic had the opportunity to show us, hey, 
you're all much more connected than you think. You know, when the, when the pandemic first happened and we did a live class, we did like a live create class because um, we hadn't, hadn't done one in a minute. And we talked about spreading the love virus. We were like, you know, just in the same way, everyone's like something is spreading and we don't want to get it. It's like, well, what do, what do we want to spread? What do we want to create? What do we want to put out there? And we, we did that as a little bit of a reframe because, you know, at that moment when we were teaching that class, that was early in 2020 when, you know, things were scary and, and hard and people were isolated and afraid. And so we were really trying to sort of create a new frequency where people could say, yeah, I still have power here. There's, there's still things I can contribute and there's still things I can do even through this really scary moment that we've never been before. Yeah, and I think you and I have a lot of conversations about victim consciousness versus creator consciousness. And I do think that we get indoctrinated a bit into victim consciousness, that life is happening to me and that I am here helpless to these things that are occurring throughout my day, which disempowers us. And when we're in that mindset, we don't see how much we actually contribute to everything that's occurring and that we have the power to affect what is. So even in this moment, you and I are creating this moment by what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're saying, we're shaping it. And as this podcast goes out there, we are sending a ripple effect into the world that affects someone's day. It might affect their mind, it might affect how they behave towards someone. There's actually so much power that we have as human beings to direct the course of our life and to contribute to the evolving consciousness of the world. And it's up to each one of us to take responsibility for that and say, oh, there is energy in me. There's energy that wants to move. Just when we were talking about singing in the shower or singing on the Peloton, I can move this energy into the world and make my contribution. I get to be a creator. And that is an open invitation at all times. Yeah. And I think that's something that I see with a lot of creative people and myself included is we're always trying to understand what that interdependence looks like, that interdependence, that co-creative element where it's not where some of us land, which is I have to do everything myself. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. There is no universe. There is no anything else out there. Anytime I've tried to sit back and say, okay, universe, I'm going to trust you. Nothing happened or I got disappointed or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I've learned that it's just me. It's only me. <laughs> no, I got to take care of myself. That's it. And then the, the other element of that is really, equally dangerous, which is the universe has got it. I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to sit back and eat the Cheetos and wait for my paycheck to come in. And I, I just, I manifested it. It's on its way. And that can be equally dangerous because it's like, no, there's a relationship here and there's responsibility, but you want to find the, it's just right. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's that, what is, what is that just right place where you, your talent, the gifts the universe has already given you, the ideas the universe has given you, the inspired action that you've been given, that's your job. And then there's lots of things where detachment and surrendering outcome and you know, showing up to what is without the 
predestined or predetermined ideas of what you think it's supposed to be, that's where the universe can come in and play with you. And the victim consciousness is usually when you're oscillating in that duality of I have to do everything or the universe is supposed to do everything. And the real empowered creator position is when you say, I'm willing to use and take radical responsibility for everything I've been given, including my wounds, including my heartbreaks, including the stuff I don't want people to see. I'm willing to even use that as contribution. I'm willing to use all of what I've been given as contribution. And I trust that the universe has given those things to me as its contribution to me and my growth. And also it will continue showing up for me as I continue showing up for myself. Oh, amen. Boom. And I love that you brought up um, wounds or sacred wounds. I feel like we talk about that often in terms of if we think of each one of us is, you know, this beautiful human being that is unlike any other. And in that way, as Ram Dass talks, we're all like different kinds of trees. Or sometimes I think of us as we're all like different flowers. We're all like different kinds of animals. And part of my relationship with myself is sometimes to be like, who is Kristen? What has she come here to do? What does she like? What is she interested in? What are her strengths? Like, so I'm always constantly learning, like, who is this creature that I am? And how do I take care of her? And how is she, um, how has she been created to move in the world? And all of that is an experiment. We learn ourselves through living with ourselves and attuning to ourselves so that we can know how we contribute to the planet. And part of being a human being is having sacred wounds, having these wounds that are unique to us, that when we go all the way inside of them, when we really, instead of pushing them away or not wanting to look at them, but when we integrate them and be willing to learn how to heal ourselves in the process of learning how to heal those sacred places inside of us, what occurs, there's an alchemy. There is a healing balm that gets created in the center of who we are. And then that healing balm becomes infused in our work, in our lives, in how we operate. That healing energy that we generate inside of ourselves then goes out and becomes a healing answer to the world. Yeah. So when we take even responsibility for our wounds, the wounds that we didn't cause, but that, that feel like they occurred to us early on in life, the things that feel too painful to even look at. But when we even see that as part of what we're here to do is to tune into that and see what that has to offer us. I think that we transform it. And I, I like to think that we incarnate to be the answer to that thing. Mm. And in order to be the answer of it to the world, we have to fully know it inside of ourselves. We have to know how to heal it so that we can become the answer. Mm. Wow, that's beautifully put. I think too, when we think about the creative process, the creative process is designed to bring those wounds forward. You know, I, and I often think, wow, the way a writer talks about what they've written 
or talks about themselves as a writer, like that's really like indicating that that wound that's coming up. You know, it's like, who's going to want to read this script? This script is, is nothing. It's like that, that is the wound. That is how you feel. This is about your own value. Where do I constantly affirm my own lack of worthiness to myself? And so the creative project comes as a vessel for us to almost see that wound through so that that's an avenue of healing. And that's when our, you know, our creative babies, our creative projects really become our greatest teachers. I believe with all of my heart that our dreams usher us to our healing, just the same way that our projects usher us to our healing. And that the heal, like that healing itself even uh, doesn't have to be like a chore, like, oh God, I have to go into my healing work now, right? Um, oh, I've been on the tip of this artist named Tony Jones. I'm obsessed with her. And she has a song called Healing Is Not My Purpose. And it's all about my purpose is to be in joy. My purpose is to eat the food, to dance, to sing, to celebrate. And I couldn't agree more. I put it on and I dance around my apartment and I am in so much bliss because I do believe that our, our purpose is to live and to enjoy our existence and that healing is a natural byproduct of living our life. It's like, we're not gonna be able to get out of it. <laughs> like yes. come up in all the places. It's gonna come up in our relationship. It's gonna come up in our projects. It's gonna come up in our dreams that the universe itself is self-healing. So the universe <laughs> is self-healing through me and it will bring me to exactly what I need to be able to heal, become whole and reclaim myself so that I can be who I'm meant to be on the planet. It's going to happen naturally. Yeah. It's going to happen through suffering or it's going to happen through joy or it's going to happen through friendship. It's going to happen through whatever you show up for. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I like it when Eckhart Tolle says, you know, there's, there's sort of two ways towards evolution. It's like, you can do it through suffering or not. And he says, but mo most people choose the path of suffering because it, it is one of the most potent teachers. So it's, it's one of the, the quickest ways to learn is through suffering because suffering really often throws you on your ass. And, you know, it's like, wow, everything else stops. And, you know, and, and so that's one way, that's one way up the mountain, but you can go up the mountain any way you want. It's your life and you're creating it. And it's so fun to realize, I think, our power. I think the fun of having this conversation is it feels good to see ourselves as powerful. It feels good to experience our own power as creators. And it feels good to feel that ripple effect in the world. So there, there is something inside of us that knows that it was made for a function. And we crave to for the connection that occurs when we are being ourselves. Yeah. Right? So I, I love when Michael Beckwith says our gifts are not ours, they're for the community. So that we are desiring to give our gifts because we know somewhere inside of ourselves that it's one consciousness. And when we can feel the echo back, right? We're actually experiencing oneness, which is what we most desire. Yes, I often, many times in my life have thought, wow, the universe really loves me because it gave me Kristen to look at. 
like, that's not for you. That's for me. I'm the one who gets to look at you. <laughs> I think that all the time. I'm so glad I have Natalie and Eddie and their fancy dinner parties. I created that beautifully. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is, it's like the gift of celebrating, like you get to be part of the celebration of what it is of your being and how your being expresses and how it's different. And, you know, one thing that we have done for 201 podcasts and we've done through our entire relationship is celebrate each other and that we're very different and how great is it that we're different and how cool is it and how much I can get inspired by how we're different. And, and, you know, it's like, I also get to know myself more by seeing the contrast all around me in my best friend, in my partner, in all these different places, you know, in my family, it's like, I get to see myself through the duality of, of also all the different other flowers that are around me. Oh, we have to tell them about the conversation that you and I had the other day where I came over for tea and we were, we just missed each other so much. And I was saying, sometimes I just get Shame because you are just so together. Your life's so together. I had like had to tell on myself because um, I'm such a different kind of flower. Yeah, but that was a really beautiful, you know, to give you all an insight into our friendship. I mean, of course, you see us, and and this is us. This is authentically us. This is us. Every conversation we have kind of looks like this podcast, and there are moments where we get into little stories. Right. And then we come back together and it's like, Hey, Kristen, the story I was making up was that, you know, your life was big and fancy and you had lots of things going on and I didn't want to be a burden to you. And she's like, Oh, the story I was making up was blah, 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 blah. blah. And we're like, wow. And no one was living that story. Like that was not what was happening. You know, it's so precious. And I'm just always so grateful that you and I have really good communication tools. So that we <laughs> And we're both courageous. Um, I have to tell them like I, how uh, I was at your house the night before and there was a dinner party. And the next morning I got the sweetest voicemail from you just being like, I just want to tell you that I miss you. And I really want to talk deep with you. And I, I listened to it and I just like cried all the tears. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Ooh. but we hadn't had a, uh, enough time to do like, uh, what we love, like our deep soul exploration outside of the podcast, because we both had so much kind of life going on. Yeah. And we had this incredible moment where we had this really beautiful connection moment last in the summer when we got to be in France together. And we just had the fun and the juice of life and walking around Paris and eating all the good food and like all the things. And then really after that trip, you had gone to your process of moving, moving to Woodstock. And then I went through the process of getting pregnant. And yeah. so all of a sudden, both of our lives took this, this shift, right? In the fluidness of our forms, we, we fluidly moved into these different shapes. And then we both had this real longing to say, we want to reconnect in these new shapes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, they're almost like new chapters being created. Yeah. And I think sometimes what happens in relationships is when the form that you're used to, or that feels familiar changes, it's hard to know how to find your way into relating in the new form. And it does really take 
the tools. And, and in our case, it was really just the tool of the vulnerability of saying, I miss you. Can we can my request is, can we connect, you know, and like, um, and then just really being just vulnerable with a person that you love and looking in their eyes and saying, you know, the thing I want to co-create with you is that in this new world that we're both spinning in, I, I want to continue creating magic with you. And how does that look now? And, and, and who do we get to be now? And we get to create it together as a whole new thing. Well, and I love that you brought that up because I think there is something really powerful in calling others into conscious creation with ourselves. Yes. Saying, hey, what do you want to create with me here? Can I tell you what I'd like to create here? I would think, I think it sounds so fun if it looked like this and this and this and this. Does that sound good to you? What would you like it to look like? And that we do that in our friendships. We do that in our romantic relationships. We do that in our collaborations that it, it that we are constantly creating and and when we aren't in intentional uh creation like speaking it out loud asking someone what they want to create with us that's when it becomes really easy to start creating from story or yes. past karma ancestral wounds all old of these paradigms old paradigms right and we don't even know we're creating out of the old way of being yes do you know that I've been playing this game really intentionally since being pregnant? I have intentionally in my body created a dialogue with my daughter to say, you showing up in my life is expansion. It's more good. It's more joy. It's more fun. It's more life. And I will never create for you to live the story that you coming in my life in any way created less for me or hardship for me or sacrifice or struggle. Of course, there's newness and there's things to work out. And there's, um, you know, I had morning sickness for 16 weeks and, and it was intense, but I am very powerfully creating with her the story that you are welcome here and you being here is a gift to my expansion and my experience and I get to be more of a human being and and more of an actress and more of a everything that I want to be because of my co-creation with you and so I have been what I've been calling setting the temperature where it's like, when I walk in the room, I'm saying, this is what the temperature is going to be. Is that okay for you? So I've been having this conversation because especially I think there's been a story with a lot of actresses that I've coached over the years and been in communication with where there's a feeling that when I get pregnant, my career's over. Or when I'm in that process, like I have to hide myself away. Like I don't look as good as I used to, or uh, industry's not going to like me or whatever the story is. And so I've been really clear that, oh no, this is, this is a time to be more visible and more seen and ask for more of what I want. And so I when I reached out to, and I've had other friends say, well, don't tell your agents when you're pregnant because they won't send you on auditions and try to hide it as long as you can. And, and I went, no. And, and so when I went into the conversation, I went in so intentionally of I'm setting the temperature of this. And I've been going in saying, I have a miracle to share 
this is the best thing ever. I can't wait to see what opens up for me as an actress. I'm going to have access to more stuff than I've ever had. Here's what I would like you all to co-create with me. And I tell them exactly what I want. I want you to submit me for these kind of roles. I want to do these kinds of things. I want you to push to these kind of people. Let's tell casting directors that I'm pregnant. Let's get everybody on board. Let's help me keep my health insurance, like whatever. Like, and I've been really vocal about sharing that this pregnancy is also a contribution. It's a contribution to the industry. It's a contribution to my acting. It's a contribution to the people who get to work with me. And across the board, Kristen, I have received nothing but love, nothing but love, nothing but we can't wait to be teammates with you in this. And I just booked an acting job. I'm five months pregnant. I'm going to show up and be on a TV show exactly as I am, you know, and a non-issue. And it's a beautiful feeling to say, yeah, I'm, I'm being a stand that many, and, and I have so much compassion in my heart for many people who have lived this old paradigm because they didn't know they had a choice not to. And now we get to go, we get to create something new. We get to create something new. We get to create our own paradigm. Yeah. I want to thank you for sharing that because it was really helpful to me because I realized in your dialogue with your daughter to be born, how you were telling her that this is such a great thing. This expansion is so beautiful. I made the parallel to, I, there's a, a couple projects I'm working on right now that I'm scared of. Mm. Like I'm really scared of how people will react to them. And I'm scared of backlash. I'm scared of, you know, someone getting angry at me or misinterpreting the art. And I think that I am giving the message to my sweet baby soul of a project that I'm scared of it. And that I'm afraid of what it's going to do to my life. And hearing you say those words, I was like, oh, I just got to become conscious of the message that I am giving to the soul of this project that I am birthing and that I can reframe and I can say, you are a great thing in my life. Yeah. And I know that you've come to bring me more life and more joy and more beauty and thank you. And I wasn't even aware that I was holding a different kind of dialogue. Mm. So, so much for sharing that. Thank you. And, and I'll be so clear too that like, and the fear and the thoughts that go, oh my gosh, what if I have a self-tape and a crying infant? And what if I can't, like all of those. And it's like, yeah, I can see both frequencies and I can see them both there. And I'm actually going to give love and compassion to both places because I think both uh, are valid. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decide to stay in the temperature that I'm deciding to set. And, and what I'm deciding is like, we're going to set this temperature to welcoming and to being excited about the possibility as well. I mean, yes, on the other hand, I'm going to hold all the big fears. I mean, I, I joked with you the other day, but my, my dear friend just had a baby and I was holding her baby the other day and I was so happy. But then I realized, do I know how to hold a baby? <laughs> I was like, well, I've got four months to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and, and so you have those things come up where sometimes the, the thing that you're creating feels bigger than you. Sometimes it feels like you're not 
the right mama for it. Sometimes it feels like, uh, I, th I think this thing should be with someone else. Like I'm not ready. I need four more years. And all those are all those. Yes. You know, we want to hold with compassion, all of those, but, and then just be very mindful about what story I get to create. Mm, what story am I creating here? Yeah. There's some of my babies, uh, I think oh, I'm not smart enough for you. I can see that oh, wow. limited belief come up, right? I think you need a smarter mom than me. And that is a, an opportunity to really go in and, and say, oh, I have everything I need. I am yeah. well, it wouldn't have chosen me if I didn't have all the right qualities. And, and I can learn and I can learn more and it will show me, um, like it will tell me what it wants and I can attune to it and listen to it and, and, it will tell me the next right step. And so in a way we're learning as we go at the perfect point, at the perfect moment, as we also at the same time set the intention or set the temperature as you would say, yeah. for what it is we're creating. Yeah. Here's how I see myself. Yeah, exactly. And I can yeah. choose myself is wickedly intelligent and you are <laughs> so much I appreciate that reflection how easy to see but yeah and it's it's interesting that the uh, you know I think that the, the part of the healing of the sacred wound is really allowing the ego to hit you where it hurts you know it's like it, it'll always hit you on the one place you're like please don't hit me there that one that that one right and it's like when Michael Singer in his book, The Untethered Soul, talks about that thorn that's in your side that you spend your whole life protecting, making sure nothing touches the thorn. And then your whole life ends up actually being about the thing that you were trying to avoid. And the sacred wound is really about like, oh, let me touch it. Let me feel it. Let me feel how much it hurts. Let me feel how, you know, and, and let me be so loving with myself while I pull it out because it's such a courageous act. Mm. And who do I get to be through living it, through, through stepping in that direction, as opposed to not birthing, <laughs> not evolving, not expanding, like it's taking me, it's, it, 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 it is bringing me into a new life. And, and it's fluid. It's someone you've never met. It's the most, it's the most exciting thing in the world for me to think that 20-year-old Natalie, if she was meeting 30-year-old Natalie, would have been so in awe of her. And 30-year-old Natalie is so in awe of 40-year-old Natalie. And I can't wait to see who 50-year-old Natalie is. I can't wait. Like I'm in awe of the opportunity to get to see who we get to become in this reality that's fluid that we get to create. And so even if you're listening and you're like, well, I think I've created the wrong things to this point or whatever that judgment might be, it's like you have the opportunity to go blank slate, new day. I get to set the temperature. I get to create it. I get to ask for help creating it. I get to ask to be inspired. I get to do whatever I want with the time that I have here as long as that lasts. And that is power. And that's the gift. And that's something that has been coming in so clearly for me is that the gift is getting to be myself. The gift is existence itself. And I keep asking myself, be conscious of the gift. So 
I am the gift of myself to myself. And I am conscious that it is a gift. And mm. let me make sure that I stay inside of the consciousness of the gift. And if I can stay right there, whew, it's like the sweet spot. Yeah. And it's a gift you get to open every day. What is it today? What is it today? What is it today? Now? What's it's, happening now? So many of us are entrained to sit and leave that wrapped for a special occasion. It's like, mm-mm. It's now it's here. It's you. Um, I would like to um, ask our listeners if they love our podcast, would they share it with a friend or write a review or subscribe if they haven't? But just as we go into our next chapter of podcasting, we would love to take this podcast to the next level. So we thank you so much for being with us for through all these episodes and help us share this into the world. If that is of service, if that feels like the podcast is of service to you and you think it could be of service to someone else. I love it. And uh, before we tune out or, or tune out, before we leave, <laughs> leave you all, um, Kristen, do you have anything going on that you want to share? Oh, I do. I have mothered something. I, I thought you did. I have mothered something called Kristen's Story Space. So as you know, I have been teaching my writing classes. You hear me talk about them on here. And I had this vision that came in so clear and it's been talking to me for years saying, this is where we're going. So when you are writing something, you have something in, the, in you that you want to write, a novel, a play, uh, a book of poetry, whatever that thing is that keeps saying, I want to be in the world. I know that it's not only the technical things of telling the story, but it's also the healing work of creating the atmosphere where it can come through you. So I've been teaching this, gosh, for like 15 years, and I am creating a container where writers can come together and get support and also learn all that I know about story structure, mythic structure, the hero's journey, the heroine's journey. Uh, there's meditations on writing. You have accountability partners. And we also go through the process of becoming the healthy parent to birth our idea. So how we heal in our feminine and masculine energy to balance them so we can birth this new baby into the world. And I'm so excited about it. And it, it's really everything that I've learned in all of my years of creating. I'm putting it together for you so that you can move through things that took me a lot longer to move through uh, with speed and what I get the most excited about is I know that every time we birth a baby or create a baby or a real one, it changes our life. Yeah. And we need community support around us as we do it. And we're yeah. not meant to be alone. And I desire what is inside of you. Like I want the world to have it. In a selfish way, I know the world is better when your story is in the world. So if, if it's a story, if that's the thing that you feel that you'd like to birth, um, you can hit me up. You can email me at Kristen Hange Classes, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-A-N-G-G-I classes at gmail.com. Or you can go over to the Instagram and find at Hange Love. And it is in my, uh, in my bio and my link tree. Love that you created this. I think people having a home base, like a real like 
family, home-based community that you can come, you can go, you can stay for long amounts of time, you can come for short amounts of time, you can come to write a project, you can stay for the rest of your life. Like, I love that you've created this container where, you know, you can have home safety community and you can birth your project and get like real tangible support on how to do this. And I know I've, I've seen some of the fancy people that you've worked with. I've seen the Emmy winners and the, you know, the, I've seen all of these amazing scripts that have done beautiful things on the planet that these people have done your process and worked with you on this process. So, you know, the proof is in the pudding and you definitely have years of experience, but also you're a really good midwife of babies and dreams. So uh I'm excited for people to experience this with you. Well, I know we're birthing consciousness. That's what we're doing here. And we need all hands on deck. All hands on deck. Hands on deck. Make that thing. We need you. And if any of the people writing any of their stories need an actress, I am available. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening, friends. We love you. We love you. And have a great week birthing all the things you're birthing. Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. And if you like this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing or who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C, period, R, period, E, period, A, period, T, period, E, period, community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 